Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our path to a truly wealthy life through conversations with talented and successful women and men who are designing their version of a meaningful and prosperous life. Teresa Leftenant is a certified financial planner with 30 years experience as a financial advisor and wealth coach to women just like you. She is founder of ReinventingHer.com and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Teresa is a relationship with money expert and a reinvention mentor for women who are ready to create a life that makes their heart sing and their bank account swell. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. And welcome to Episode 63 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women who are creating their own version of a wealthy life. I've been a CFP and a reinvention mentor for over 20 years, and women hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can develop a positive relationship with money and pursue their passions, explore who they are, express their inner talents, and live their personal dreams. So every week, my expert guests and I explore six aspects of living a wealthy life, including money mindset, physical, mental physical and mental health and wellness, professional and career, recreation and fun, relationships, and spirituality and giving. And I love to share about the inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on pursuing a wealthy life. So today, we're going to talk about writing with my writing coach, who guided me from my idea to chapter creation to content to published in just six months. She's also an avid fly fisher, and she will share a fly fisher's guide to writing and actually how writing can really enhance our pursuit of a wealthy life. Now, I was looking at the latest reports on Bowker.com. That's the company who issues those unique identifier numbers for published material. And they said that self-publishing has increased to pass 1 million mark per year for the first time. Now, that breaks down to an average of over 2,700 new books being launched every day. That means there's a lot of new writers out there who are getting their work published and out there to the public. And guess what? You could be one of them. Now, there's many reasons why publishing our writing is becoming so much more popular. And we're going to explore that with my guest when I introduce her. But before I do, in 2014, I was encouraged by a business coach at the time to write my story. Now, I never thought about writing a book before, and I had the same limiting beliefs about writing that we're going to talk about today on the show. But somehow the universe conspired with a series of amazing events, and I was convinced to push through my fear and resistance. And with my coach's help, I was able to write that book in six months. Pretty amazing. I thought it would be fun for you to hear a little portion of a chapter excerpt from my book that I have on my website. So this is from the introduction of my book, which is called Reinventing Her, Helping Women Plan, Pursue, and Capitalize on Their Next Chapter. So here we go. 
Are you exhausted from living a troubled life? Does the idea of living a truly happy and peaceful life seem beyond your reach? Well, if you answered yes to either of those questions, I invite you to consider the possibility that your life does not need to be troubled and that you can live a happy and peaceful life, one where you give yourself permission to express who you really are and pursue activities that fill you with excitement and exquisite joy. I invite you, the regular everyday woman, to make a decision to reinvent yourself into the woman you dream of becoming, living a life you were born to pursue. I lived a Jerry Springer kind of existence in my early life. I was drinking and taking drugs by age 15, sleeping with any man who showed interest, and married a man 16 years older than me at age 19. I was divorced and remarried three times by age 35, and even sabotaged my birth control to give birth to a child in order to hold on to one relationship. Now, why do I describe these sordid experiences of my early life? Because I want you to know right away that the Teresa who's writing a book about how to successfully reinvent life is the Teresa who started life with limited life skills, no college degree, dysfunctional relationship conditioning, and a very weak will to resist or to succeed. Life kicked me all over the place, and I let it happen. Human beings, including you, are incredibly gifted and resilient. We learn that we learn what life has to offer by taking chances and making mistakes. So I want you to see that making mistakes, even what many consider really big mistakes, doesn't eliminate you from being able to create a more rewarding life. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are, how many or how sobering your mistakes. From the place of human failure, I have reinvented my life. And that is how I know that you can reinvent yours too. I wrote this book so you will see that reinvention Transformation, even, is possible for everyone today. You can learn how to apply what you already have, the gifts you were born with, and the talents you have developed, just as I have, for the attainment of your most secret inner dreams. And let's be honest about that. You do have those secret inner dreams. I had a few dreams. I pursued them, and now I am living them. When I was sitting behind a desk working for corporate America, I dreamed of owning my own business, and now I do. After my third divorce, I dreamed of having a healthy romance novel relationship with a kind and passionate man, and now I do. I dreamed of traveling in comfort and style, and now I do. I dreamed of enjoying a strong and healthy body, and now I have one. I dreamed of writing a book, and I did. I dreamed of having a national speaking career and spreading my message of reinvention all across the globe, and I am realizing that dream too. I dreamed of having over $1 million banked, and now I do. I believe that every woman, every person is born to live their dreams, and I call the process of getting that dream out of your head and into your reality reinvention. And in this book, I share the steps that I followed during my life reinvention. No matter what area of life isn't working as well as you'd hoped, 
these steps will work for you. Once you learn how to reinvent one area of your life, you can reinvent all areas of your life if you choose to. I share stories of real women who are in the reinvention journey, as well as five reinvention pillars, important concepts that set the foundation for reinvention. I lay out the reinvention blueprint, a simple map to guide you through the seven phases of your personal reinvention. By the end of the book, you will know that you can reinvent your life and that there are proven steps to follow to increase your odds of success. You will connect with your truth, that you are living in a time of unlimited possibility, that your life can be an extraordinary life, that you can become the woman you are truly meant to become. So join me as I walk you down the path of reinventing her. So if you want to read the rest of the chapter excerpt that's on my website, go to reinventingher.com forward slash blog, or you can just buy my book on Amazon. Let's introduce our guest, an award-winning author, leadership and empowerment expert, and university professor. Kathy Sparrow is the CEO and founder of A Writable Life Publishing. She's been mentoring aspiring writers of nonfiction, fiction, and poetry for over two decades, many of whom have penned best-selling books and whose works have been included in anthologies. Kathy is the co-author and project lead of Ignite Your Leadership, Proven Tools for Leaders to Energize Teams, Fuel Momentum, and Accelerate Results. She has two books coming out soon, The Whispered Teachings of Grandmother Trout and It's All in the Cast, A Fly Fisher's Guide to Leadership, Sales, and Optimal Performance. Known as a, quote, behind-the-scenes secret weapon to many thought leaders, Kathy assists aspiring writers in the areas of self-development, leadership, and consulting by crafting their messages and guiding them through the publishing process and post-publishing marketing. Can't tell you how happy I am to see you today, Kathy Sparrow. Oh, Teresa, I am so happy to be here. And I must tell you, as you were reading your excerpt, I got all choked up. It's like, yes, this is why I do this work, because there are so many powerful messages that come out. And I just like glow like a, um, a proud mama. <laughs> I guess that's, it's like, wow, this is really good stuff. Yeah. This so. is something we co-created together. And um, I am very proud of it. And I thought it was a perfect way to to really show what you can do. Now, you and I uh, met doing Jack Canfield trainings. You have been my mentor in many things. Um, I think you were on the staff in the first uh, Can Canfield certified trainer event. And you also influenced my decision to study the RIM method, which, you know, I interviewed Dr. Deb Sandella in episode 31 on this show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I decided to write this book and it was you I went after. I sought you out and, you know, it was your skill and experience that guided me to that successful launch. So I want to thank you for your continued support and guidance in my life. I really Aww. appreciate you. But let's get, let's stop talking about me and talk about you. So you are really a true warrior and a very successful writer. You're an expert on communicating ideas and getting them out in the world. So let's start by you telling us how you got started writing. I got started by writing, you know, by someone telling me I would not be a writer. <laughs> That's so typical. Yeah, right. So, I, you know, I knew from a really young age that I wanted to be a writer. That's all I ever dreamed about. But when I was getting ready to go to high school, 
And my guidance counselor said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. I said, I want to be a writer and I'm interested in a theater. And he said, well, you'll never be a writer. And he never even touched the theater part. Um, and then I went on to study business and accounting. So, ah. you know, the word person was thrown into numbers. Now I like numbers in my checkbook. Okay. But, yeah. you know, to work with them all day, I, I just, you know, I kind of sucked it in and did as I was told, right. To be the good girl. But then that calling couldn't be quelled anymore. You know, so I, I wrote this art. I wrote this essay on climbing um, a mountain. It's Mount Everett in Ber in the Berkshires. And I want to tell you, it's not a mountain like we know in the Rockies. It's like, you know, two or 3,000 feet. And I was scared of the heights, you know, and I was with some people, my um, brother and sister-in-law with my two kids. And so I wrote about how I overcame that fear. Now, at the time, we were still using snail mail. So I typed it up <laughs> and put it in the mail to this local, it was called The Paper, and it was published in Chatham, New York. And I got a phone call from the editor and said, I love your writing. I can't use that piece because that's not what I publish. Uh, there's a lesson there. But I'd love to have you write for me. So for six years, I got to write about artists and writers and dancers and all these really cool people from New York City who lived near me. And um, it was just, that's how I got started. And then it just evolved from there. I, you know, moved into editing and then the book publishing. Well, I'm curious just to ask you, did you find it hard to embrace that you were told that you wouldn't be a writer, but suddenly you got offered a job writing? Did you have to get over that? Like, this is not, I'm not supposed to be doing this? That voice stayed with me for a very long time. I can imagine. Right up until the night before I was getting ready to defend my thesis. So I, you know, started school, stopped school, started school, stopped school, you know, two kids, a couple divorces and whatnot, or one divorce. We and collect divorces, Kathy. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah. No, we, I say we collect husbands. <laughs> collect husbands, yes. <laughs> I currently don't have one, but uh, um, yeah, so I remember like getting ready to defend my thesis on the power of story to heal and build cultural uh, bridges. And I was in a heap on the floor mm. because that old fear came up that yes. I'm never going to be a writer. And I'm thinking, who am I to be writing this? Right. Well, I walked in the next day and, you know, defended my thesis and was told, Hey, this is, you know, for my master's degree. And I was told it was the doctoral degree quality. And I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> so would, I would say for the most part, that voice is gone. Yeah. And, and I'm aware of when it does come up. So tell us some more about some other books and writings that you have published in your life. Oh my goodness. So on the mother lagoon fly fishing in the spiritual journey, it's currently out of print, but I wrote that about 15 years ago and it was about, it was a memoir about learning to fly fish and how I write, I likened it to my spiritual practice and all the lessons I learned, not yes. only with the sport, but being out in nature and, and that. And then um, I know I'm going to forget one or two, but Ignite Your Leadership. We, um, I was the team lead. I am the team lead on that. And I wrote about the power of story. And that was first published like three years ago. And now we're going to second edition. So that oh. was really cool. I yeah. want to get that one for sure. A lot of really, really good information about, so my section or my 
it's about self-leadership. So we're, um, we're good there. And then the one that's coming out this year that I'm really excited about is the Whispered Teachings of Grandmother Trout. And it's about fly fishing, about a woman. It's a contemporary women's fiction, but I weave in fly fishing. And um, I had a verbal commitment by a traditional publisher uh, right before COVID hit. And he uh -huh. was his first venture into fiction. And then COVID hit and he said, oh my God, I, I, I don't know what the market's going to do. I can't do this. So uh -huh. that's how A Writable Life was born. I thought, well, I guess I have to do that. And so A Writable Life publishing came from, um, you know, that kind of obstacle to that. So we're hopefully, if all goes well with this production process, it'll be published on August 23rd. Well, that's what I say in my introduction of my book. It's all about life's lessons that give us the opportunity to grow and and figure out what we need in order to live the life of our dreams. Mm -hmm. So I have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to ask Kathy to talk about why so many people are now yearning to write and to get their ideas out there. And what are some of the things that hold people back? So come right back, everyone, to A Wealthy Life for Her. Kathy Sparrow of A Writable Life Publishing helps individuals who have a nagging desire to write but let fear stop them from putting their ideas on paper. An award-winning author and university professor, Kathy Sparrow has been helping aspiring writers for over 20 years write books, blogs, speeches, and courses. This is Kathy Sparrow of A Writable Life Publishing. Learn how to turn your blogs into books by signing up for blogs, books, and beyond a seven-week online course beginning June 15th. Visit blogs-books-beyond.com to learn more. What is your definition of a wealthy life? You have all the power you need inside to do be or have whatever you can imagine. You have a computer in your head, an emotional guidance system inside your body, and free will to choose what you want. Whether it's your relationship or results with money, your current state of health, where you live, what you do for a living, you have the power to change the course of your life. Learn more about our Financial Reinvention Mastermind, where we empower women to live their version of a wealthy life at www.reinventingher.com. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with my guest, Kathy Sparrow. She's a published author many times over and a really super writing coach. She's also creator of A Writable Life Publishing. So before the break, we were talking about your experience, you know, how you became a writer, even though you were told at a young age, you would never be one. And, you know, then how you have, you know, expanded your career and, and now you are a professor and you teach writing. So tell me how the teaching other people to write came into your journey. So, you know, it was about 20 years ago and I, you know, people would say, hey, what do you, you know, parties or networking events, what do you do? And I'd say, I'm a writer. And they, because at, at that point, that's all I, I was just writing a lot, ghostwriting. Yeah. And, and they would say, gosh, I've always loved, I always wanted to write. 
I don't know where to start. So after I heard that several times, I went, wait a minute, there's something here. The universe is tapping me on the shoulder going, you need, there's an opportunity here. We're asking you to step up. So that I, I began coaching people in the, you know, Barnes and Noble and Virginia beach. I remember sitting there and uh, working with people was, and it just grew over then. And now I get to coach people from around the world with zoom. So yeah, that's yeah. such a wonderful thing that technology brings to our work is the ability to touch and reach more people. Mm -hmm. So tell us about, in your experience working with all these people around the globe, what are some of the reasons that people have this yearning inside to write? I have to say for my own self, I always had a yearning to write, but I never thought about writing my story because, of course, for a long time I was embarrassed by it. And then when I did my own personal work and realized, oh my goodness, I actually could help people with this. So what are some of the other reasons that people want to write? Well, I think a lot of it is about, you know, knowing that we have such knowledge and wisdom inside of us that it's going to help somebody. Right. Um, the other is to book golden business card. You know, yeah. if, we're, if we're a small business owner, um, a consultant, a trainer, that's our, our are kind of that gives our potential clients a peek behind the curtain, right? Right. To who we are. So that's a it's a really good business tool. I think the other reason is to capture our stories so that our families, our children and grandchildren know who we are and what molded them. Right. I, I want to go a little further into that idea because um, you and I've discussed this about the whole idea of legacy writing. So what have you found in your research about whether older people are up for that? Oh, I, th I have a lot of people who are consciously, you know, like making notes, writing and, and need more guidance in it. And they do believe, oh, oh gosh, I had this one man I worked with many years ago, just uh, he was a professor of um, biology or marine biology. And he wrote about his, his life in a, a coffee plantation in Colombia. And it was so rich and vivid and, and that, you know, his children and grandchildren could carry on. It was just really beautiful. And you don't need to be a former professor to write, you know, because those stories of, <laughs> you know, eating chocolate chips every time you went into your grandmother's house or, you know, the, the fried fish or going fishing with your grandfather, all those are really rich that it, I think it anchors people in a, you know, in a good way, mm -hmm. it gives us context of where we're from. We're not just kind of waving out the wind with no, no history. Right. And I think allowing our authentic self and our experiences just sort of tumble out, that's the best way. I, I do say that that's what you encouraged me to do is not to, is to write in my own voice and not to write in someone else's. I, I didn't find that hard, really, looking back. I think that I couldn't have done it any other way. But, um, you know, having that a message that you want to share or even work things out, right? Some people have used their writing as real transformation. I think most of the time we go into, we don't, writers don't, don't write what we know. Not really. We may have a concept, right? I want to write about, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, so let me just, I want to write about my first marriage, right? But as we're writing, 
we're, we're getting a different perspective. You know, that distance actually gives us a very nice, you know, 30,000 foot view rather than being right in the quagmire of a perhaps messy divorce or whatever. And so we, we can kind of see the goodness in, in even the most challenging situations. So I do believe that writing is a discovery process that we have ideas that want to come through us and they're not fully articulated until we do spend time with them. Well, it's true because, you know, what we think comes out of our mouth and then what we think can go down on paper. And it actually is quite different, isn't it? How we say it versus how we write it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm much more eloquent writing than speaking because I get to, I get to revise. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't like the way that looks. So, um, and I know for, I get nervous, especially if I have to have a challenging conversation. Right. So, yeah. you know, and then all the words kind of jumble around, but if I get to write and just convey an idea, it it's smoother and it makes more sense and doesn't offend any, well, try not to be offensive, but you know, it's, I, I do believe that all of our writing can't be accepted by everybody, but right. um, yeah, it's a, it's quite a process of figuring it out and smoothing it out along the way. Well, and I bet some of our listeners are feeling this sort of, yeah, I have those, that inner yearning and, and some of this makes sense to me, but then uh, there is that ultimate resistance, fear, uh, thoughts that come up that really kind of keep people. I mean, even now I have lots of things I want to write that I talk myself out of. So help us understand more about what causes people to derail that desire to write. Somebody's going to read my writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in the grocery store and somebody's going to go, I love your book. And they're going to go, and you're going to go, Oh my God. Yeah. They read page so-and-so where I'm, I admitted that I, you know, <laughs> yes, whatever it is, you know, it's, it takes guts to be transparent. And yes. at the same time, that transparency is powerful. And that's what helps our readers mm -hmm. learn the lessons that we learned and recognize, okay, maybe my life wasn't so messed up after all. <laughs> Well, I've I only think been divorced once, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think one of the things that we we uh, enjoy as a human being more than anything is to be able to relate to someone else's story and recognize ourselves in that story. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so what else? What are some of the other reasons people don't allow themselves to write? I don't have enough time. Okay. And I advocate for the 15-minute practice. Ah, tell us about that. So you get up a little bit earlier, grab your coffee, set your timer on your smartphone, and write for 15 minutes. It's amazing how much can get done in 15 minutes. And, it, you know, it doesn't take long to get a blog done. Right. Even And that's, you know, blog is a chapter of a book. It's an essay. Right. And then those get woven together and you got a whole book before long. Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit later, but I will say that um, I have been writing every week now. I wouldn't say every day, but every week uh, for a year since to have something to say on my radio show. And so I have so much that I've written. 
I, I think I told you, I'm sure I have enough for a book. Uh, but then there's the next step after that, right? I mean, I bet you there's a lot of people out there that have journals full of stuff and computers mm -hmm. full of stuff, and they just don't know what to do. So that's the biggest one, right? Yeah, it is. It is like, what do I do with all this writing? In fact, I'm sitting with the clients now. Um, someone who's blogged for I don't know, six months or so, lots of followers, which is good. That means followers become hopefully readers. And now I'm sorting out what's the what are the themes in these blogs? You know, where how might they be? You know, molded together. And that's where you know I love the collaborative effort. It takes you know writing it can be such an isolating activity. However, to get it published, it is a collaborative, it's a team effort. It, we need feedback. I, you know, I've been writing for over 30 years. I still send my, you know, my writing out and go, okay, I need some feedback. These are the questions I have. And so I help my clients work through those questions. Like, where does it fit? What needs more clarity? You know, is this too much? So um, it's, you wrote your book very fast, <laughs> we, but you know, we, we work under the set of goal. We're going to get, them well, done. I had a deadline that was very important. That's that. true. That's right. right? I had a very were... important deadline. And I do think that that was uh, helpful to me because I could have get, like you can get mired in that. Is this good enough? Is this good enough? And at yeah. some point you just have to say, yes, it's good enough. Now I got to get on to the next chapter. Exactly. In fact, I would, I had a screenwriting mentor who, and I was like, belaying, sending and sending my final to him. And he finally said to me, Kathy, creative projects are never completed. They're only abandoned. Right. Send me the file. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, so yes, yes. Um, I do think, and that's what also I, I help clients. I give them deadlines. You know, we have, we have homework, own work. I should say own work. Own work. So I we like have, that. we have a schedule. And so I, you know, I keep, keep clients on schedule and, and, um, and that's how we get to the, you know, the process, we keep the process moving and I help them overcome those blocks that inevitably come up even during the process. It's, it's one thing to get started, but then those fears of being seen, you know, oh my God, this yeah. is going out into the world is our, it, it rises up just like, you know, well, I had those fears because I did experience. I did reveal many things on the page that I'd never, ever revealed before. And I was worried about people's judgment. But what I overall realized is that people love you for your frailties and your rather than, um, you know, wanting to judge you harshly or think you're, quote, a bad person. So I think, I, you know, you can get over that if you just take mm -hmm. a deep breath and and you want it, you know, what do you, what's it for that? Let's talk about that. What is writing for? And, you know, I know writing is good for us. We can learn uh, more about ourselves, but explain to us the motivation to go through those, you know, to overcome our limiting beliefs. So the thought that just popped in, and I'm not sure this directly answers your question, but if there's an idea that's calling to be written down, I truly believe that's, the universe, spirit, however you want to call a higher power working through us to even if just one person gets that message, we might save somebody's life. Right. 
right? And right. And, you know, well, even, even if you're a self-published author like I am, and, you know, there's a lot of other really uh, famous people who have a lot bigger following than me talking about similar ideas. But the way I said the idea is, uh, gets through to people that the other person's way of saying it wouldn't. Right. Because, you know, the, if those big famous people, you know, would are out there spouting the same, a lot of times, and this is what I, I kind of believe that they're almost unreachable. Like it's yeah. too much of a stretch. Right. But if someone like you and I are out writing and we, you know, go to the grocery store, we, you know, slip kids and grandkids and, and whatever else, right. And do our own laundry or whatever. Um, we're approachable. We're right. I think we're more believable. Like it's right. like, Oh my gosh, they, they're just like me living in the neighborhood and they've gone through this and they've survived. Right. And look at them. They're not only surviving, they're thriving. Right. And so I think it right. makes it the dream, the confidence to overcome whatever the life challenges much easier. Right. It's, it's uh, again, that relatable factor. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Now we mentioned a minute ago that, uh, having a writing team now that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a ton of money, but you're part of, of a team of people that help people, uh, like online business owners, thought leaders, that kind of thing. So help us understand what your role is. If you were part of a, say a marketing team or an entrepreneur's team. And so, yeah, as a, as a writing and publishing consultant, I am part of a team. I come in, um, most of my clients have an idea to expand their business. So we look at how that book can be, how a book can be expanded. And we either create the book and then move it forward um, for that. Uh, as I said earlier, books are often that golden business card. It gets our potential clients a little peek behind the curtain, who we are and what we believe in. And in fact, that's how I started working with Jack. I mean, Jack Canfield, I bought his book first and, you know, and then I went on to go, okay, I can, I can, I like this guy. I'll go, I'll go into his workshop. Right. And here I am 11 years later, um, having done most of his, in, you know, that's uh, most of his training. So that's what we look at. How can we repurpose the content to help increase visibility mm -hmm. and, and that visibility, there's a lot of noise out there in the world. Now, a lot of books being published, a lot of people blogging. So how can we create that? So I help people create blogs, you know, memes, whatever. And uh, one of my clients were now working, actually been working on um, their um PowerPoints for one, one's coming up for a big expo, holistic health expo. So that's a huge win. So it, it's just, it's kind of cool to see the way it, the visibility increases. So that's how it works. Excuse me, by writing something meaningful and then, um, and then repurposing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Repurposing content. We don't always have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, your book alone, I mean, you just read an excerpt. I'm thinking that as you were reading, it, I'm going, Oh, that's a good blog there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we do. Or, you know, it can go both ways. We can have the book, create a blogs out of the book or, you know, create the blogs and then create a book. So that's part of what I do, you know, as 
you know, team member for us other small businesses. Um, I would say that encompasses it nicely. Besides helping people develop their creative ideas and getting into the to the whole writing process, if you're not right. used to it. Right. So we're going to take another break. But when we come back, I want to ask Kathy more about, you know, this whole idea of writing for a particular market and then figuring out what exactly is the best repurposing of material. So don't go away. We have a lot more fun things to tell and share with you today. Come right back to A Wealthy Life for Her. Kathy Sparrow of A Writable Life Publishing helps individuals who have a nagging desire to write but let fear stop them from putting their ideas on paper. An award-winning author and university professor, Kathy Sparrow has been helping aspiring writers for over 20 years write books, blogs, speeches, and courses. This is Kathy Sparrow of A Writable Life Publishing. Learn how to turn your blogs into books by signing up for blogs, books, and beyond a seven-week online course beginning June 15th. Visit blogs-books-beyond.com to learn more. Reinventing Her was born in 2014 with the vision of adding life and money mindset coaching for professional women who have unique challenges to becoming financially independent. After 30 years of talking to women about their money, Teresa Leftenant knew the time was right to empower women to transform everything they thought they knew about living a wealthy life. Start your journey toward pursuing a unique vision of a prosperous and meaningful life at reinventingher.com. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my guest, Kathy Sparrow, my personal writing coach. And she can be yours too. All right. Before the break, Kathy, we were talking about, you know, what the role of a writing coach is, in particular, when it comes to those of us who are thought leaders and who really have a message that we're bringing and we want to expand our impact and our visibility. So, um, how has your teaching and coaching evolved over the years, given this new way and this new group of people that are out there writing and publishing? It's really interesting because when I first started writing coaching, I would just focus on content and yeah. then done, you know, either people would go off and publish on their own or, or get traditional contracts. But then I realized most people didn't know how to market their book. And so now I have people who have books even come to me to help market it. And we have to look at who's the audience. Like who most, you know, a lot of people make the mistake of saying, I want to reach everybody. Well, that's not how it works. Right. <laughs> it's like a shotgun approach. And, and this is where the fly fishing analogy comes in. If I'm um, fly fishing in saltwater, I have certain gear and certain flies to attract those certain fish, same thing with freshwater, et cetera. And the same, and so we can map that on to writing because you know you have a certain clientele you're looking for, and as do you know 
many of my other clients, they're very specific. I often have them write this little bio about their clients that when they're sitting down to write, they're actually writing to that person. And so we take that and from there and find out where those people hang out. What magazines do they read? What, you know, what blogs do they read? What podcasts are they on? A lot of my clients, um, we pitched a podcast too, so that that then becomes a vehicle for, you know, being seen and their books getting heard and uh, purchased and whatnot. So that's. So it isn't just about the content anymore. It's not just about being that old fashioned writer who used to get $10,000 advance or whatever. It's about, um, you know, realizing this is a part of your business venture. And unless you're writing a, a legacy story, you know, for your family, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, so what are some of the like newer tips that you have to teach your clients about all of this? Well, a lot of it's getting over the fear of social media or the dislike of social media. It's ah. like, oh, I don't want to do social media. You know, well, right. we have to. We right. um, Gone are the days of, you know, getting that advance of be just being able to sit and write your book and letting the marketing team on a publishing house do your, um, you know, promote you. That that's long gone. So we have to learn to engage and, and really know who the audience is and then research, like look on Amazon, whose books are like yours, right? And what are people saying about that? Who are these people? Are they mostly men? Are they mostly women? And it, it's about really studying and analyzing the market, you know, for better, right. lack of better, where are these people hanging out? And I would also say, even for a legacy story, we have to know who we're writing for. True. And, you know, we have to know that you, you, maybe it's my oldest grandson I'm really writing this chapter for, or, you know, my granddaughter or whatever. And so it's always about knowing your audience and, and wanting to reach them, really wanting to know them in such a way that we know how to use the right language and, and find where they are hanging out. So to See, to me, this is the one of the biggest value that you bring to people is that your understanding of, of how to reach a particular audience, because that's what makes books sell or, you know, gets the message out there. So give us an example of, you know, a client who you really transform their life through helping them with their writing. Well, I would say it was probably Mara Carpell, you know, because... <laughs> Who I've you know. interviewed on the show. Yes, yes. yes. I, I, gosh, we've been working together for a long time. I don't, I don't even know how long right now. And All her book is, is, is it Living the Passionate Life? It's The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age. So Right, exactly. Um, and we got her book published, I think it was 2018. And we met because I bought a, a watermelon from her partner. So there was, she was one client I didn't meet through Jack, Jack Canfield's um, training. So it was funny. So, and um, so she has the book, but as we're writing her, as we're putting her book together, I got the inspiration. Wow. She could be blogging for Huffington Post. Oh, so right. we pitched her to Huffington Post. And that was at a time when, um, they were still doing a lot of cycle, um, you know, health and well-being on Huffington Post. They don't do that anymore. But she was invited to go over to Thrive Global. Oh, so she's you know 
blogging on a consistent basis for Thrive Global now, and then several others. And she's every time I turn, she says, I just got invited to speak here. I just got invited to speak there. And she's the one actually who's going to do the um, Holistic Health Expo at the end of August. So we're putting together her presentation. And I hope we can do doing her course. <laughs> That's a, it's going to be a push to get that done, but doing an introductory course on her book content. So, well, I know uh, these have been goals and dreams of hers for a long time. So, this is just underscoring this story exactly what I know about people who have a dream and they can get it out of their head and into reality. And one of those ways to do that is have some support, mm -hmm. have some experts like you who can really help them make their dream a reality. So what about an idea that you helped grow from a seed into a book that really brought about a whole transformational movement for that client's business? Do you have one of those examples? Other, well, your book. <laughs> Oh, mine. Yes. <laughs> and, and I guess, you know, when I look at Ignite Your Leadership, we have, um, there's 11 of us in that book. Ah. It was the first time I, I ever did an anthology. And so it, it, that actually has gotten me to think about other anthologies that I can do. But each one of the people who are, um, you know, featured in this book and all from Jex train you know advanced trainings use this in some way to uh highlight their work right. as coaches and trainers so i would say that um gosh there are so many lorna scott who wrote um her book about you know her husband's cancer journey and how she now has gone on to help caretakers you know, support caretakers in their own journeys. Um, so that's another one. There's a lot. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been doing this for such a long time. It's like, okay, who else? Well, um, and I, you know, our friend Michelle Kaplan, who became a poet, right. and now she's exploring uh, putting her poetry as a one woman show on on the stage. That's true. So the yeah. expansion uh, of, a, of these people's lives, because they said yes to that inner yearning, and then they got some help to do that. Now, there's some other uh, areas it's not just business purposing, but there's some other areas that we've already mentioned, like um, putting down your your um, story for your family, and also to um, build bridges across cultures and generations. Can you speak to that a little bit about that? I see so much of that kind of writing out there now. Yeah, so the, my academic study is on how the power of story to heal not only ourselves, but find common ground with people like, right. you know, we are so similar. And if yes. we can see that, you know, I, I truly believe that there'd be less dissension in the world. So that's, um, I, you know, that I think almost every story, every, almost every author I've worked with has a piece of that because we're showing our humanity in our own writing. Right. Yeah. And Michelle's is a good example too of, of her poetry just being so raw and real that just probably any woman out in the world can 
could relate to that. She has such a big following. So now you have expanded into publishing and you're, Mm -hmm. you know, this is your big next, next leap, right. To, uh, to live the vision that you've had for many years in your life. So share with us a little bit about that. And then I want to talk about your wonderful program that's coming up. So tell us about publishing Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about your program. So a writable life publishing, I probably went to, came to it, kicking my heels, screaming, going, no, I don't want to do this. But really it's the, it's the next step. I love my clients so much to be able to help them through that self-publishing journey. And actually, you know, I am their publisher, um, hybrid publishing, but we're um, doing that. So I have, I really believe that everyone I work with lives life with a sense of purpose, courage, and wonder. And whether they're writing fiction, nonfiction, or poetry, that in some way their messages need to be heard. And I do believe that most of us have been silent at some point in our lives, and that these now it's time to give voice to those messages. So that's what I'm doing. Um, because out of that, again, when we share our stories, we inspire hope and healing, not only for ourselves, but for our families and and our communities in the world. And that, that to me is um, really, really important. That's my mission to help, help just leave, leave goodness in the world. Yes. And, and, and healing and hope, you know, I am curious to see all the stories from experiences in the pandemic. I imagine that there will be many coming out in the next few years uh, because this was a whole a transformational opportunity for the whole globe. And we went through it together, even though there were so many unique experiences. So that should be quite amazing. And I know that you'll be publishing some of those wonderful stories. All right. So you, for, for those of us who are listening, who really want to answer the call to that yearning, or they're already a writer and they really want some more structure around uh, more focus, more goal orientation. Tell us about your new course coming up. Okay. Blogs, books, and beyond. I've been, people have been asking when you're going to do your course again, I did something similar years, a few years ago. And so we're going to look at how we can structure blogs, which are basically personal essays and being, you know, use expert quotes from other sources to enhance our credibility. And not only that, but also where are we going to post these? You know, it doesn't just have to be in our own websites, but look for um, online magazines and other um, blog sites to share our message with the world. So there's a lot of different places. We're going to, we're going to learn how to mine our ideas. We're going to learn who we're writing for the audience. Who is that, you know, that one ideal reader. And then also just um, over the time, learn how to add credibility to our, our own work by bringing outside sources and really polishing to Mm. that revision process. It's, it's never one and done and being able to really work through that revision so that we do um, end up with a nice piece, as I call them, you know, a blog or a piece that is um, enhances our presence in the world. Right. And can lead to other things. Like you were mentioning, uh, Dr. Carpell, how she uh, got lots of other things because she worked with you developing her um, writing on Huffington Post and then so on. So that's the real point. Now it's seven weeks. Am I right? Yes, seven weeks. We begin next Tuesday. 
And all those sessions are recorded. They are from 1 to 2.15 Pacific time, but everything's recorded. So it'll be uh, available for replay. There'll be own work and uh, feedback. And I just, you know, it's a nice intimate group. And I love that communal support. So, well, I, you, I'm signed up. I'm I know you to, are. I'm very excited. And so I hope uh, anyone listening who is kind of interested, they can just go to tell us the website. It's blogs-books-beyond.com. Awesome. All right. One last message before we have to end our absolutely delightful conversation. So what would you like to leave in our listeners' minds as we say goodbye? You know, the time to write is now. It's always now. It's messy. It's inconvenient. And it's scary. But the only way to kind of move through all those emotions of fear and resistance is to sit down and do it. Because again, if there's an idea that's coming through to you, it wants to come through you and Mm -hmm. someone needs to hear it. Oh, I think that's the most important message to leave. Someone wants to hear it. So I underscore that being someone who you brought from the beginning of fearfulness and on to really being, I'm a competent and confident writer now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Kathy, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate everything you shared. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Teresa. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Next week, our guest will be Leah Shepard. She's an Aussie who has inspired, who was inspired to use her own experiences in dysfunctional and abusive relationships to inspire other women to learn how to empower themselves to live an independent life and then to create healthy and happy relationships and lives. I'm very excited about bringing her to you next week. So thank you for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. You can listen live every week on 1150kknw.com and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. And I'd be grateful if you would share the show with your friends and leave a review so more people can discover our show. You can connect with me on LinkedIn under Teresa Leftenant and on Facebook under Reinventing Her. Learn more about working with me at reinventingher.com. And don't remember, don't forget to go there to get that chapter expert excerpt. It's a hard word to say uh, on my blog page. So remember, ladies, you deserve a wealthy life and to attain financial independence, which is your birthright. When you engage your inner power qualities and get your financial house in order, you can overcome any challenge and create a wealthy life on your terms. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and reinvention mentor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventingher.com.